Amelia, please don't go worrying Sadie with statements about something bad happening to the baby. Amelia's dream flashed back. It was so real. Was it a premonition? I love Sadie, Amelia said, and I just want Ben to be safe. Regret deepened Jake's voice. Listen, Amelia, I know you've had a terrible time and that my father was responsible for it. You have no idea how sorry I am, but I... I want to move past what he did to us all and be happy. So did she, more than anything. But all her life she'd been tormented by residents of Slaughter Creek staring at her as if she were insane. Because she'd suffered from dissociative identity disorder. God knows she'd tried so hard this last year in therapy to get well. She'd managed to merge her different altars and felt stronger than she'd ever felt. But would it ever be enough? Would people always see her as the psychotic twin? Would Sadie always have to be embarrassed by her? I'm sorry, Jake. You're right. Go back inside and enjoy your family. His gaze met hers. Amelia? Go. She gave him a gentle shove toward the door. Tell Sadie I'll see her and the baby later. Hating that she'd tainted the day for Jake, she turned and fled down the hallway, tears clogging her throat. John swept the house while Cal called in the shooting and requested the medical examiner and CSI team. He checked the man's bedroom first, glancing at the tangled sheets in disgust. The stench of his body odor permeated the room. A ratty duffel bag sat in the corner, empty. But thankfully, there was no blood or signs that the child had been there. He searched beneath the bed, then in the closet, but found nothing but work boots, worn clothing, and a few empty liquor bottles. A shoebox on the top shelf of the closet held photos of Darby in the park with his foster mother, in the schoolyard with a friend, and one shot of him sleeping in bed. Sick creep. He'd obviously been stalking the child before the abduction. Satisfied Darby wasn't in the room, he hurried to the second bedroom. Dust motes floated in the air by the window. A twin mattress lay on the floor. Sheets rumpled, pieces of rope on the mattress. His mind traveled to a dark place as he imagined what kind of demented games the pervert had intended for the child. Damn it, where was he? He shouted his name. Darby, you're safe now. I'm with the police. Tell me where you are. He paused, listening, straining and hoping to hear the child's voice. Instead, the sound of mice skittering greeted him. Then the kind of quiet that made his gut knot. Had the bastard killed him? Or maybe he'd handed him off to another party before coming here. Darby, if you can hear me, make some noise. He strode through the room again, checking the closet for a secret door. Nothing. The hall was dark, but he spotted a bare light bulb dangling from the ceiling and pulled the string. The light was just enough for him to see the cord to the attic. Outside, a siren wailed, and he assumed Coulter rushed to greet the CSI team and the M.E. John yanked on the cord to pull down the stairs, shaking off the dust and cobwebs that rained down on him as he settled the bottom of the ladder onto the floor. Slowly, he inched up the steps, listening again. More mice skittering, a furnace groaning. Breath tight, he lowered his voice so as not to frighten Darby if he was hiding. Darby, I'm here to help you, he said softly. I want to take you home. He peered through the dark interior with his flashlight and spotted several boxes filled with junk and old clothes, 
a trunk and an old wardrobe were pushed against the far wall. Dust motes swirled in the moonlight. A dank, musty odor hit him. He used his flashlight to light a path and crossed the room, the wood floor squeaking beneath his boots. Darby, are you up here? The bad man is gone. I'm here to take you home. He paused to listen again and heard a soft tapping sound. It was so light it was barely discernible, but it was coming from the corner where the trunk and wardrobe sat. Darby, make some noise, he said. Let me know where you are. Another tapping sound, a little stronger this time. Adrenaline surged through him, and he raced to the wardrobe. The lock required an old-fashioned...